0: Oracle, Oracle 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 Putting the E in e learning. This is uh, Derek Morrison, editor of Oracle, and I'm in conversation today with uh, Brian Kelly uh, of UConn, and Brian is also uh, JISC's uh, web focus person. We're, uh, we're also using Skype to record this conversation, so this, this will make an interesting experiment in its own right. Okay, Brian. I think a reasonable starting point for people who might not know what UConn actually is. Perhaps if you could explain a little bit for us uh, on that.
1: Yeah, UConn is a national centre of expertise in digital information management. We're a unit that's physically located at the University of Bath and we're funded by two bodies. We're funded by JISC, the Joint Information Systems Committee, and by the MLA, the Museums, Libraries and Archives Council, and they, f- those funders fund us to support the broad higher and further education communities and the cultural heritage sector.
0: Okay, Uh, more specifically, you're also JISC's Web Focus, which sounds very mysterious. Can you explain a little bit what
1: that is? I should just clarify, I'm not, I'm no longer just JISC's Web Focus, I'm also MLA's Web Focus. Okay. Uh, My funding changed a few years ago. Okay. Um, But Web Focus is a advisory post which is, uh, so my remit is to advise my broad communities on best practices in in use of the web, so web standards, new, new web developments and best practices.
0: And who who is the community you talk about?
1: It's a wide community. Initially, it was the UK higher education community. But when the funding for GIST changed, that remit extended to include the further education community in the UK as well. And then about 18 months ago, uh, MLA joined in with the funding of this post. So I also now support the museums, libraries and archives sector in England.
0: Okay, so does this mean that somebody like myself could give you a phone call and ask you for advice in the area or does it have to be handled more formally than that?
1: Um, Well... I don't think my advice would scale up to every individual within those communities ringing me me up. So it's more of a strategic and developmental um, approach to support. So, for example, I run an annual institutional web management workshop every year. That's been running for eight years now. So that's aimed at uh, people within primarily university web teams. So I try and have a more of a national or regional approach to the sport activities.
0: Okay. Can you give us some examples of your current work?
1: Well, current work, um, standards is a big area. So I'll be working with colleagues in in the JISC to uh, develop a framework uh, for the standards to be used in order to ensure that JISC's digital library programs are widely accessible and interoperable. Can you expand a
0: little bit on the sort of standards you're involved in?
1: Yeah, many of the standards I'm involved in are the W3C standards. So this is the HTML and cascading style sheets and XML and the like. So there's a whole set of um, of web standards. But increasingly there are other standards which have been built using xml so these are things like standards for news feeds such as rss standards for for metadata such as the dublin core set of standards uh, and the like so that's an area i'm involved in but clearly there are other standards such as the whole uh, video sound multimedia e-learning type type standards so uh, myself and colleagues in newcon we can't cover all of those areas so we work with other um, advi- JISC advisory services, such as Cetus, are the uh, are the responsible for um, uh, looking at the um, e-learning type uh, standards.
0: Yeah, we've been hearing a lot about standards over the years, but um, are they actually having the impact that we expected, or is this still sort of is it still a bit of the, the vision thing? Do you think?
1: Well, t- tell me, Derek. Do you remember life before there was a web? Mm. Mm. Can you remember what, what it was like? I think the web and the, the way in which the web has transformed society is a great example of how a standards-based approach to the world can have you know, tremendous impact on what we're doing.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, point well made. And, okay, then. So what do you see as the really hot issues um, at the moment uh, with your web focus hat on? Uh,
1: well, the current areas I'm, uh, I'm involved in are the whole use of, of the web and related internet technologies to support collaboration. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the, the mainstream areas, such as blogs. You know, blogs, I think, are now very mainstream. But there are also a whole set of um, emerging technologies. Wikis is, is one example. Sorry, wikis? Uh, Uh, wikis are collaborative web-based authoring environments so if you want to uh, to create a a web resource you don't necessarily need a dedicated HTML tool such as Dreamweaver or the like you can be in your web environment for creating a resource. But as well as individuals creating resources, there's also a need for teams of people to create resources. So a wiki facilitates the collaborative authoring of, um, of web pages.
0: And you see this, uh, the likes of wikis becoming increasingly important.
1: Yeah, I think um, I, I see a regime in which the web browser... Is, is the interface to a lot of the things that we do. And one of the things that we will be doing is creating resources, working with, with other people, whether this is working with fellow researchers or students students working together in creating essays and papers and the like, commenting on other other resources. So the whole wiki environment, I think, has tremendous potential. And then it's no longer yet another application that we have to master. You know, yet another um, desktop application with a whole set of menus and ways of working, which can often be confusing and can actually be a barrier to doing the work.
0: Okay. You mentioned you thought that that weblogs had now gone mainstream. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see them having much impact within higher education?
1: Oh, absolutely. If you think about what we do, what what education's about, uh, what research, is about, you know, we we do the stuff and we have to um, publish our views, we have to engage our peers in commenting uh, on the things that we do we want to have a wide impact in in, in our society and blogs are a tremendous way of of facilitating this as we've seen, we've seen this particularly in the states in in a social arena we've seen uh, blogs heralded as a tremendous democratising force Mm -hmm. so we've seen how uh, society has commented on political situations, you know uh, war, wars in the middle east in the the recent u s uh, presidential elections we have seen uh, you know people being Passionate and giving their views in a way that was not really possible uh, prior to, um, to to the development of blog technologies.
0: Does that cause any problems, any difficulties that, that, that therefore we're going to have to face as a result of that?
1: Uh, oh, of course, it causes uh, causes difficulties. I think with with any so- forms of social intercourse, there will always be disagreements, arguments, misunderstandings, etc. So. Um, I don't, I'm not so as naive to think that um, uh, internet technologies will will, will herald a, uh, a universal peace or whatever. What we'll see is that the conflicts and disputes that we have in the real world will surface in, in the internet world. But to be honest, that's that, that's part of living.
0: Okay. Now you also earlier mentioned the the the, the likes of uh, um, technologies like RSS. What impact do you see that having?
1: I th- again, RSS, which stands for Rich Site Summary or RDF Site Summary or Really Simple Syndication, um, is a is a great way of um, embedding content and reusing content. So I think we're moving away from these self-contained web resources to resources that can be built. In a simple way, using third party content. And not only using content for viewing on, on a web page, but also in lots of different ways. You know, you might choose to have your news uh, uh, received as a scrolling ticker tape on your machine, or via email, mm-hmm. or via your mobile phone, or your, or, or your PDA. So RSS, I think, has really great potential for the syndication, not only of news, but of content more generally. Okay.
0: Now, one of the hot issues at the moment is obviously social, or the hot, hot areas of development is social networking software. Mm-hmm. Again, do you see that having much of a, a, an impact, or do you think that's a f- much, very much a flash in the pan?
1: Well, it was a flash in the pan in the year 2000. Uh, so that was when the social networking environment really got off the ground. And there was a lot of interest in the dot-com c- community. But, of course, with the dot-com crash, we lost a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But I think we've now got a, a more realistic approach... Uh, or, or view of what uh, such technologies can offer. So we're starting to see them again, and I think the the current hot one, or perhaps the hot one of two thousand and four, was was Orkut. Mm-hmm. So this is a social network that was developed uh, within Google, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of a lot of interest uh, in, in, in Orkut. So perhaps it's still. Conflating two different uh, uses of social networking. One is the, the social and dating side of things, and yes, there's interest in that. But uh, the other is the more professional or scholarly or use in teaching uh, use for social networks. Okay
0: where then the VLE in all of this because we're hearing all of these these, these good things, you know, we've got uh, um, we're, we're here we are using Skype for instance we've talked about weblogs, we've talked briefly about social networking software, things like RSS where then the, the sort of conventional virtual learning environment approach to things?
1: I think it's a good question, I think um, perhaps the mainstream view, say within the UK educational sector, is we go out and and buy a large virtual learning environment, a, a VLE, and there are currently the market leaders within our sector. You know things like Blackboard and WebCT. Mm-hmm and there is a view that as new technologies come along such as instant messaging, such as RSS support, such as wikis, such as blogs, um, they will be bundled in this centralised institutional VLE. So that's one view and that's probably a fairly mainstream view. I think my view is there can be a different approach to this. We can be looking to have the more use of smaller tools and utilities. So we might have uh, you know, a self-contained, a blog environment, a separate wiki environment, a messaging environment, even environments such as podcasting. And the important thing is to be able to integrate these, um, th- these together. But we, d- but an institution um, does not necessarily need to have a product which is the VLE. Mm. The VLE, in a way, could be the totality of these different types of tools.
0: But surely that presents the, uh, the central support uh, I- IT support systems with, uh, with uh, a considerable challenge because it must be very tempting f- for them to actually want the, 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 the one solution.
1: Absolutely, and when you say them, this was me in a previous existence because I used to work for uh, a number of IT service departments, um, and yes, from a support point of view it's, uh, it can be a lot easier just to have the one application to support. And in a way IT services have been through this process, so we've been through the processes in terms of which word processing package to use. You know, back 10, 15 years ago it was, is it Microsoft Word or Word Perfect? And similarly we have had the battles over operating systems and, um, and hardware environments. Um, and statistical packages and computer graphics packages etc etc typically there will be a phase and evaluation and then the uh, recommended and supporting application within the institution but I think in terms of teaching things are very different because when you're using a word processing package all effectively you want to do is get marks on a bit of paper If you're using a graphics application, all you want to do is to draw pretty pictures. But if we're talking about an e-learning environment, what we're trying to do is in some way to um, instill some type of change within a student's head. This is very different, very, very different, and I think I would say there is a need for the e-learning environment to reflect the diversity of learning styles within individual students, the diversity of learning approaches in different departments, um, and you know, so, so this and, and the diversity that we find across across different institutions.
0: Okay, so this seems to suggest the sort of one size fits all. Is well, we've got perhaps some rethinking to do. But it certainly seems to myself, looking at all Mm. of the sort of richness that's now available—you know, podcasting, Skype, RSS, Atom, weblog, social networking (laughs) uh, software, etc., etc.—is there are a considerable number of opportunities there that just didn't exist four or five years ago. When we first got involved in this,
1: absolutely. But on the other hand, as well as those tremendous, eh, tremendously exciting opportunities, there are also lots of dangers. Could you explain a little of that? Yeah, the internet is a hostile place. Mm. I was uh, was giving a a talk uh, a few weeks ago um, at an external venue, and for technical reasons, the PC we were using was reconfigured, so it was not protected by the firewall. Mm. And what we discovered in the afternoon was that while somebody was PowerPointing, suddenly an hourglass appeared. Mm. And after a while we noticed um, there was a pop-up alert Mm. and that pop-up alert said you have won a thousand dollars please ring this 0898 premium rate number so um, there's a real problem we're getting a whole set of new applications, internet applications but not all of those will be friendly Mm -hmm. some of them will be nasty Some of them uh, will have spyware. Some of them may cause performance problems. Some of them may be great by themselves, but could be used by other applications which which act in a nasty way. So, in order to keep an eye on this, to track things, to think about security, to think about privacy, etc., it's going to be costly, And to be honest, we need to to talk. We need to work closely with our colleagues in IT services because their remit is to provide this secure environment for our institutions. Okay.
0: Okay, that's a point well made. And uh, as as we're beginning to to, to perhaps wind up on this, I'd like to to, to put the the point to you that... um, these, these things, these services, these tools are not necessarily just available within the institution. There is very little to stop the, the student or, or the, 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 the member of faculty uh, actually accessing any service, many of which are nominally at least free out there. So where then the control?
1: Absolutely. So when I worked in IT services in the late 1980s and early 1990s, it was really a, a centralized approach. We were responsible for looking after the mainframe computing the mainframe computer, and to be honest, if users didn 't like uh, what we were doing, there was very little they could actually do they couldn 't go out and buy their own mainframe computer, and they wouldn 't have one at one at home. Of course, these days, things are very different, so students will not only have computers but may also have broadband. As you were saying, the individual academics and researchers and departments can go out and buy their own uh, si- systems really from departmental petty cash. Um, many of the exciting applications are available as open source. So there's not even the control of the purse, springs, uh, purse strings that we had um, uh, t- t- 10 years ago. So, yeah, so there are a great many um, interesting. Issues that institutions are going to have to have to grasp. The nightmare scenario is that everybody goes out, does their own thing. That these different applications aren't interoperable, or security uh, have security flaws in them. That students are excited initially, but once that excitement disappears, you know there's a lack of momentum, uh, and we all have a real nightmare to maintain. So that's the negative side of, of this view. So this is where I think we do need that institutional view, uh, that institutional strategy, but that strategy really needs to be updated to take into account the diversity that we've been talking about.
0: Okay. Well, well on that, that cautious note, this, this is probably a very good point to, to actually end this. Well, thank you, thank you very much, Brian Kelly of, uh, of UConn, um, and this is uh, Derek Morrison, um, editor of Oracle, signing off. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Derek.